Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first. Because guess what? You are not alone. This podcast is your guiding light, unveiling the path to self-discovery and discovering your soul's deep desires. It's time to realize that you are so worthy of living a life you've always dreamed of. Together, we'll shed light on what truly sets your soul on fire and give you a massive permission slip to choose you. With soul-led conversations, we aim to impact millions of lives. We're here to inspire you to live your authentic story with zero regrets. We believe that real change happens when you're being held in a safe space of love and support. We will be walking alongside you shoulder to shoulder and encouraging you to be bold in the face of fear. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together, we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Embark on a powerful and transformative eight-week journey with me in my signature course, Liberation, Rising from the Ashes. This deeply powerful healing space is for you if you are ready to break free from the chains of narcissistic emotional abuse. My soul's mission is rooted in compassion and empathy, and I understand the pain of narcissistic emotional abuse firsthand. Having walked this challenging path as a child of a narcissist, and past partners, I've dedicated the last four years to studying and recognizing the patterns of narcissists while simultaneously healing one later time within my own journey. This immersive experience is not just a healing space, it's a powerful gateway to reclaiming your life after the silent abuse. What awaits you in this transformative container? Clarity and freedom, rebuilding your self-esteem, connection and support with a loving community, receiving validation, mantras, and affirmations to recognize your inherent worthiness to live the life of your dreams. This eight-week journey includes live and recorded deeply supportive ceremonies with guided coaching sessions, breathwork journeys, reintegrations, questions and answers, private Facebook group, and rising from the ashes empowering mindset journaling prompts. Pre-recorded guided visual meditations to consume at your own pace is an added bonus. I've walked the path of narcissistic emotional abuse and emerged even stronger. Now my mission is to guide you through a journey of healing, rewriting your story, and rediscovering the strength within you. This sacred space is rooted in compassion and empathy where your journey is honored and your worthiness is unquestionable. Join Liberation Rising from the Ashes today. Claim your spot in this exclusive container and rediscover the strength within you. Full details are in the link below. Spots are limited for early bird pricing. We began January 11th, and this immersive eight-week journey, like no other, emerged stronger than ever. Hello and welcome, beautiful humans, beautiful souls. I am here with my dear friend, my soul sister, and who knows how else we are connected, Ashley, the Adam, and we are going to venture into the world of 
oh, all the juicy nuggets that we share, all our guidance and wisdom in our learned years, and then some. So before I hit record, she dropped into this space that somehow this lifetime, last lifetime, many lifetimes ago, we have been connected. We are connected. And this episode, I feel, is going to be really juicy, really raw, really fiery, because who are we, Ashley? We are fire creation beings, baby. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I am so, so, so grateful you are here to have this conversation. So please, I invite you to introduce yourself. Who are you? And yeah, maybe just drop into what your profession is. Let's start there. Sure, sure. So my name is Ashley Diadam. I'm a licensed naturopathic doctor, and I specialize in using homeopathy to help families heal from autism, pans pandas, OCD, and other complex cases. So I can kind of just start with then telling you what naturopathic medicine is. A lot of people aren't very familiar with it. I feel like it's gaining more popularity now, but naturopathic medicine like was the original medicine, right? When humans came here, who knows how we got here, <laughs> but that was the way that we all look to heal ourselves. So what naturopathic medicine is now, it's pretty much combining like modern science with healing by the laws of nature. And what that means is just returning to the self, like living very simply, right? Like getting your sunshine, getting movement, eating good quality foods, foods that are not filled with toxins and chemicals and poisons, you know, getting them yeah, just like connecting with people, learning from people and just connecting back to yourself. Because in my own practice, I'm seeing that disease comes up when there is a very big disconnection to the self. So the way we were taught naturopathic medicine in school, it's more of like disease prevention, right? So like setting people up for success with their health versus I've lived my life. I'm 40. I haven't processed any of my traumas and now I have MS. Right. And that's okay. You know, we're trained to help people alleviate that as well, but it's really focused on disease prevention. So getting your body in balance before something happens with your health. Um, And then homeopathy itself is a branch off of naturopathic medicine. I feel like the general population, when they hear homeopathy, they kind of group it all together. So people, when they hear homeopathy, they typically think it's like supplements, herbs, teas, like, you know, hydrotherapy, stuff like that. But it is actually its own branch. So homeopathy is healing by the law of similars. When you break up the word, homeo is same or similar. Pathos is of disease. So it's healing of the same disease. Mm. And I'll give you an illustration because it just makes it a lot more easier to understand. So like what would happen, Victoria, like if you cut an onion, right? Your eyes would water. Mm-hmm. I right. might. They're going to burn a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Eyes may burn. may have like a runny nose. You may sneeze. Okay, so remember that. So if I have a client that comes in to see me for seasonal allergies, hay fever, right? And it's those similar symptoms that I just told you, right? So every year around the same time, they go outside, their eyes burn, their eyes water, they have sniffles, they have, you know, runny nose discharge. The most likely homeopathic remedy I would recommend for them is Allium Sepa, which is homeopathic onion. Mm. So homeopathy, yeah, it's diluted down. From, from its original substance, it is diluted down so there's none of that original substance. And what you're getting when you ingest the homeopathic remedy is the energetic resonance of that substance. Mm. The reason why it works is because the way the body was created and designed, you cannot have two of the similar disease states existing in the body at the same time. 
That's just not how the body heals, not how the body works. So then when you ingest the homeopathic remedy, what then happens is that creates like a like a fake disease state, right? And that clears out the old one. Mm-hmm. And with homeopathy itself, it's very individualized because what it's doing when you match a remedy to someone's symptoms, it's fitting their whole being, right? It's fitting their whole essence. So then what that does is that stimulates our body's innate ability to heal. Yeah, so it's very different from like allopathic or Western medicine where it's like, oh, I have a cough, you know, take this antibiotic to suppress the cough or cough suppressant or I have a fever, take Tylenol. It's very different because what that's doing, it's literally suppressing whatever is causing the problem further into your system where homeopathy, it actually stimulates your body to move it up and out and express it. Like we could go down a whole rabbit trail, a whole different podcast. And we're going to come back to the podcast when we talk about nutrition, because like as some of my listeners know, I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. So like it's it's like my deep desire to to get to the root cause of why you're having these symptoms, not masking it with antibiotics. But again, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. That'll be for another passionate podcast. But I want to tap into the homeopathy, Ashley, and like the energetic state and the essence of it, because there is, I had another guest on and we were talking about the feminine and the masculine essence. And now you're talking about nature and its its essence and its energy within us. And in listening to the desire factor, listening to a whole bunch of other modalities as far as like who we are as people we are in energetic state literally you and I are I have full body chills right now you and I are this energetic state we're in energetic state with these microphones we're in energetic state with the trees like that's all such a beautiful gift and we're all interconnected so that's what's beautiful the the air that I breathe is the air that you breathe and the air that you breathe is the air that somebody else breathed past or future and so like coming home to that is like you are tapping into a modality of medicine that is old and ancient right yeah it's been around for forever (laughs) and like come going back to that like going back to that natural remedy and So that's just a beautiful gift. And I really, really am honored and grateful that you are in in this realm and this world of bringing more enlightenment to the people that you do, to your community, to my community, and to create this ripple effect across because it goes from one person to one person to one person to one person, right? So I really desire to learn how you got passionate about this. Like we're like, this isn't the mainstream, right? So how did you come into this idea of being a homeopath? Yeah, yeah, that's a really great question. So when I graduated from my undergrad, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just got like a basic degree, like bachelor's in biology. I'm very distracted by the landscaping that's here now, and it's very loud, so hopefully that doesn't come through on your podcast. But anyway, can hear it. Nature, the energy of nature. Exactly, just reminding me it's here. Yeah, so I graduated, didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought about being like a nutritionist, going down that route. I knew I wanted to help people, 
and I was very passionate about health and wellness. That's just kind of the household I grew up and we can touch there if you desire to after this. But yeah, I knew I wanted to play a role in helping people heal. I just didn't know what that looked like. So at the time I was dating someone, he was just trying to help me figure it out, like what I wanted to do. And he came across this program, doctorate in naturopathic medicine. And he's like, hey, like I read like the course outline, like this sounds like exactly what you want to do. And I was like, oh, it does. Like I never desired to be a doctor. That was never on my radar. I was never that little girl that's like, oh, I'll be a doctor when I grow up. No. (laughs) So yeah, we came across this and I was a little hesitant, but I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it just felt good in my body. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. So I did it. I knew nothing about homeopathy until we had our course in school. So we have four courses in homeopathy. Two were just like an introduction to theory. So just understanding what it is, how it works. And then the later two courses are learning all the remedies. Because there are thousands, probably millions of remedies. Because you can essentially make a remedy out of anything that exists. Um Yeah, literally anything, because all you're doing is diluting it down, right? And then there's your remedy. So we had two courses on that, just covering the basics. But once I took the course, I knew that's exactly what I wanted to specialize in. And I knew that was exactly how I'm going to help people. Okay, because it's a second. How did you know exactly? I think it was just like a yes for me. Like, so... The two courses we had were on theory. And to be honest, those were really boring to me. And I was like, I'm not going to use this. And the guy that was teaching it was really monotone. So like did not hold my interest. <laughs> then we had the class on like remedies themselves. And I remember my professor, he went through a case. It was something really debilitating. Honestly, I think it was like MS or something like that. And he's like, yeah, we gave this rep. And within like two weeks, she's walking and she's been wheelchair bound for like six years. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So that like sparked my interest. I'm like, what is this? So then I really just became really passionate about it. I asked if I could shadow him. I still hold a position like working for him now and in my own business. But I knew it was something I wanted to know very deeply, very intensely, very intimately, because I know that that's how I wanted to serve people. So you're feeling this like this full body energetic, like pull towards it, right? Like you're I can feel like I... I'm putting into words what you felt like I feel you having this innate like raw kind of like this your chest is being drawn to it yes yeah yes when I'm not a very logical being I just like go off of how I feel like that's how I make decisions so if something makes me feel good and like holds my interest like I want to learn more about it and like I want to do it And this was one of those things for me. Like I said, the second he went through that case, I was like, done. I'm specializing in this. Backing up, I knew I wanted to specialize in something because the way that we were taught in our coursework is like primary care, right? You, It depends if you're licensed in the state. And it's kind of boring, so I don't want to go into that. But naturopathic medicine is not licensed in every state. So the states that you are licensed in, you hold the same stature as like a medical doctor would. Like people can come to you for primary care visits. And that just never sounded good to me. I did not want to do that. I did not want that responsibility. So I was like, I want to specialize in something. And I didn't know what, but I was like, oh, we're specializing in homeopathy. And then once I got a little bit more experience with it, I like specialized a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more to now where I have my niche of like these complex pediatric cases and helping them heal with homeopathy. Woo. I, I mean, I could just feel your passion around everything that you're saying and like knowing I have a naturopathic physician shout out to them in North Idaho and like I have been seeing them for a very long time I'm not going to say how long 
but I deeply love them. And I love that they're constantly like this, this is new and it's not new in the big pharma world, but it's new uh-huh. and, and a different, like, is it red light therapy or is it like mm-hmm. something different? So like you going down this path of more of a holistic, more of an integrated whole body approach like that's what I'm hearing homeopathy is like in in a nutshell. So yeah, like you. OK, so you got really passionate about complex cases and kids on the spectrum or people on the spectrum. So how did you like how did that light your fire? How did that like resonate with you? Yeah. So it was something that I just carried with like my whole existence here on earth. So my brother's autistic and we're only a year apart. So that was something that was just like really near and dear to my heart. And I just saw the effects that it has on not only the individual, but the entire family. So that's why kind of my area is like whole family healing too from these like complex pediatric cases, because sometimes they're just They're so debilitating, like for lack of a better term, like emotionally, physically, spiritually, like it wears you down. And what I saw just in my own like family units. So my mom was like the primary caregiver. My dad wasn't around much. He really was just like a paycheck for the family. But I saw like the toll it took on her and like the toll it took on my brother. And like he's older now. So he's, I I guess, like evolved out of it. We can go there maybe if you desire to a little bit later, but I just, I witnessed, I witnessed from a very, very close viewpoint on how that affects like the person and the family. So that's something that I just like innately was a part of. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that community, it, I feel like I understand them. (laughs) So, so it's really easy for me to work with that community because I have lived, you know, at least a part of it. And I understand everyone's experience is very, very different. Not saying anyone's experience is the exact same, but I feel like I have more compassion towards them because I see how it affects everyone in the family. So from a young age, that's what I was exposed to. And I knew I wanted to serve that community because I feel like they are very underserved. Mm. And what I mean by that is there's not really a way, no doctor really has an answer for it. And I'm not saying I have the answer as homeopathy, but what I am saying is that it can really provide some movement in the child's case. Whereas like you go to your medical doctor, your pediatrician, and all they can offer is like a steroid, right? Or all they can offer is whatever pharmaceutical they have. A lot of these kids go on like ADHD medication because it's like that hyperactivity. And it's like, okay, you do that. But then like they're still not talking and they're still, you know, wetting the bed at like age 9, 10, 11. They're still not talking to people. They're still banging their heads. They're still drooling. They're still not eating food. It's like, all right, well, let's add another pharmaceutical on. And then that addresses the symptoms of that. And that's what I mean by it's just really underserved because I feel like most of the allopathic community like doesn't understand where this even came from. Right. I have my, I have my perspectives on that. I don't know if you want to go there, but... Yeah. And and that, again, can be for another conversation because it is a very powerful conversation. But within the space of this podcast and where we are right now, you said that your brother is a year younger than you. And as a child growing up, as a kiddo growing up, you recognize like how that innately affected your mom, probably affected your dad because he wasn't around. Totally. Maybe that was a story. He had to be gone to earn the paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then you as a kiddo, like 
how as a kid did that affect you Ashley like that had to create Mm -hmm. some trauma within you yeah yeah so growing up I feel like I never really paid attention to any of it because like Frank was just the most important one right so there's four of us I'm the oldest of four so it's me my brother Frank with the autism and then our two younger siblings and my mom was always really transparent like hey is it cool like if we don't go on vacation this year so that like we can afford Frank's therapy and we're like yeah 100% like never questioned it was just an automatic yes right like that's literally our brother our unit like let's go like let's do it so I feel like my mom did the best she could you know with making sure all of her kids were satisfied but that's just the reality of it. Like everything goes towards that individual because you are doing anything, everything, taking out loans, putting a second mortgage on your house. You're doing anything to afford that therapy to get your child back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a big reason why is because a lot of parents, you know, their kid meets milestones and then something happens, whether it's a medical intervention, something, and they just flip a switch and they're gone. So it's like these parents have the viewpoint of, oh, here's my, you know, normal developing child. And then something, whatever it may be, kind of pulls that away. So it's like this desperation to, like, get your child back. And we were all always on board with that. Like, sure, whatever you got to do, doesn't matter. I've done a lot of inner work and healing. And I've come up and just reflected back on that there was probably some jealousy on my end. Right? Because I'm the oldest. Everyone pays attention to me. My grandpa was off an amazing man and like he gave me all the attention, so much love. And then, you know, Frank's born and Frank gets all the attention. And then he gets even more attention because he has these special needs that need to be met. And rightfully so, there's there was never any like anger towards it, even till this day. Like realizing what's come up, it's never malicious or anger. Like it's just pure love and joy for him. But the reality of it is like we all want to be attended to. We all want our needs met. And when you don't get that because there's a situation that comes up, like that totally affects you. Well, yeah. I mean, you're you're two separate beings. You're two separate entities. You're two separate energies. And like being the oldest, like like you are used to at least for a year like this, Mm -hmm. this being being like me, being an only child. Right. And then you have your brother that comes along. And then, you know, as you evolve and as you all grow as a family, like there becomes more need for him. And so I'm sure knowing you enough, like there is deep compassion and grace and yeah, all the love that you could give. But yet as a kiddo, like it's still we want to as adults, we want to be seen, we want to be heard and we want to be loved. And when those things aren't met, like that creates disconnect within ourselves, that creates limiting stories within ourselves, limiting beliefs, and that transmutes and that carries over into adulthood, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And just like speaking to that, right? Like the subconscious mind is being programmed from age what? Like zero birth up until like seven, eight, nine years old. So just like reflecting back on that, I was just programmed to give. Right. Right. Like Frank gets it all. Like, sure. I don't, I don't need anything. I'm fine. Yeah. No problem. And I mean, yeah. look at the the career that I'm in. That's what I do. Yeah, I get I give. That's all I do. I give to people. Right. There's an energetic exchange of money. But still, like I I give I give and I give and I give. And I've been at the point where I give so much I get depleted. Like that started once I started my own business. And I'm like, why do I do this? It's like, oh, My brain is literally programmed to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have been completely programmed to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just as you have evolved into mm-hmm. your adulthood. Like you have recognized that this is 
something that's within me. This is a trauma. This is an opportunity to heal, to grow and evolve through it, right? Like, so what has been some of your tools, and I don't like using the word tools, what have been, what has been some of your modalities that as you are at 32 years young, like that you have given yourself to move through that trauma, to move through that stuck shit that's within you? Yeah. So there's been three really influential ones. Homeopathy was the first one. Homeopathy can really deeply shift like mental, emotional, like stuckness. It can help the body like release traumas because with homeopathy, it's literally signaling your body to go back into a state of balance. Like our bodies inherently want to be in balance. But because we have all these toxins, like I said, whether physical, spiritual, mental, whatever it may be, like impedes our system. And it's really hard to be in balance just in the society that we currently live in. So homeopathy was my first experience with it. It took a really deep acting remedy and it completely alleviated a physical symptom that I was having for like six months and like nothing was shifting it. And that was my first experience with trying homeopathy on myself. So that that? was really, what was that? What was that symptom? It was chronic yeast infections. Yeah. And like, no clue why I wasn't like super sexually active with like multiple people. I did not eat a ton of sugar or like drink a ton of alcohol. So my mind just went to, okay, this is energetic. Like it's the, the trauma manifested into a disease within your body, a disconnect within your body. And that, that is so beautiful that our bodies are so freaking powerful that they can do that because if we're open and aware to those symptoms that we can heal we can get to the root cause like what's happening within me yeah symptoms are just teachers that's what i always say like feel like the society we live in is like suppress 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 we don't want it here but they're actually really beautiful because it's literally telling you like what's going on i i like to refer to it as like a check engine light like on your car like if something's wrong with your car that like light comes on but like in our bodies like that's what symptoms are like a fever is so beautiful of a healing response to have and a lot of people just give a fever suppressant it's like oh no 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 you're literally going against like how the body wants to heal yeah i think there was something energetically too passed down from my mom like knowing her trauma and i won't go into that because that's for her but that how that showed up in me i thought was really interesting so yeah i took the remedy sepia it's made from squid ink Mm -hmm. it's a very prominent very popular like female remedy so it's usually a first go-to if there's any like hormonal shifts period menstruation problems but yeah, I haven't, knock on wood, it's been what, like seven, eight years? Like no yeast infection. Yeah. So that shifted a lot emotionally for me too, just in like my dating life, men I was attracting in. So that was my first experience. And then I've explored psychedelics a little bit. And that's been super duper helpful. I feel like it's brought things to the surface that I didn't even necessarily know were there. I feel like... So- before you go on, I feel like I just sure. saw your your soul, your body, your soul underneath these giant rugs just going like this and like trying to peel back the rugs, trying to get out. And so that, go ahead. Psychedelics, it, it like mm-hmm. gave that opportunity to bring it to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I know a lot of people have a lot of controversial opinions on it. And what I have to say is like, I think it's really beautiful when you don't have the awareness. 
because I had zero awareness. Like that was never brought into my realm. Like growing up, like that wasn't talked about. It's just like, you're crying, deal with it, move on, you'll be fine. Or like, why are you crying? You shouldn't be crying. Right. And that's just the human experience. Right. Like that's what we flow through. But so, yeah, I think it's a really beautiful tool if you feel drawn to it. And also if you don't have that awareness, but are like desiring a shift and you don't necessarily know what that shift is. So yeah, since exploring those, I there's been a lot of shifts just like in myself and my personality, the way I show up like with my partners, with my friends and my business. Like, and it's been beautiful. Like I am not the same person I was two years ago. Definitely <laughs> not. And like proudly saying that, like it's, it's yeah. been beautiful to witness myself and how I have shifted and moved through everything. And then the reset breathwork has recently been really powerful for a lot of things too. Mm, yeah. And uh, that's, I want to bring that into the space. Like that's actually how you and I met is you were one of my mentees in one of the rounds of breathwork teacher training. And I am completely grateful. I have met so many beautiful souls within that space of being a mentor and like even witnessing you in those eight weeks of evolvement within teacher training, like it was such profound shifts. And I'm not here to like say you, somebody should do breathwork teacher training because it's, it's each individual person's desire. But yet, even in my own space, before I ever became a breathwork teacher, a breathwork facilitator guide, like I experienced breathwork for probably a year and a half before I ever stepped into the space of of being a facilitator and noticing the awakening and that I had such deep, profound awakening through the power of your breath and being a breathwork teacher trainer, sorry, facilitator. Now I want you to speak to like what, what has given you as far as like your awakening and your shifts and perspectives is to like how you show up first for yourself and then for your partner and then for your community. Sure. Yeah. I want to just say real quick before we go into that, because I feel like psychedelics has made me appreciate breathwork like so much more because I had never experienced breathwork ever. The first time I did was reset with Sarah. Mm -hmm. I think she had like a course or not a course, like a class, like an online virtual and Jenny told me to do it. So I'm like, Don, let's do it. I shouldn't say she told me. She she invited me into it. Yeah. And that was just like an automatic yes. It's like, let's do it. Yes. And so when I remember I did that and I definitely like left my body a little bit. I, it, it's hard to put words to these like psychedelic-y, euphoric-y, like out there experiences because I feel like there's just no words that completely illustrate what I've experienced. But definitely went out of my body a little bit I don't necessarily know where I went but I just remember feeling just like pure like bliss and like joy and happiness and it, what made me like really appreciate the reset breath so much is because I got there on my own mm -hmm. it's just my breath whereas I've gotten there and probably a little bit farther but it's with psychedelics right it's something external that you're introducing into your body to have this elevated experience right where breath work it's you're literally just breathing and that still like blows my mind because like that was never even breath work wasn't even really talked about in naturopathic school maybe like oh breath work can be helpful but like there's no courses on it there's no nothing 
And generally, like people, our society talks about breathwork in like the yoga world or in just like more ujjayi, not in this transformational experience and this modality that allows you to get high in your own supply, right? That, I mean, we can go into the scientific reasons why you're getting high in your own supply, why you're feeling this elevated state of being, but that, I mean, that it. Thank you for bringing that in here because from a space of you being in this scientific world, right? And then coming into the space of like, this is, some people say it's woo-woo, but Mm -hmm. bringing the science part into it and bringing in the woo-woo, like it makes it very fucking real. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like it appeals to a lot more people for that reason like i said like i don't need logic i don't need a scientific article to prove something to me like if it feels good i do it like jenny was like hey you know sarah's doing this class that felt good to me so i'm like yeah let's do it and even with like signing up to be a trainee with jess and Corey for breathwork teacher training like i didn't research them i was just like oh this is offered they teach it it's their style let's do it right and that was a financial commitment but like I've always kind of just led myself that way. And it's usually worked out. Not always, but usually it does. Like even going back to like naturopathic school, like once I got further along in the program, I realized how like sciencey it was and how there is some programming is like the best word I know for it. Like teaching their way and only their way. Right, right. It's fine. You know, which is fine. And realizing I just didn't want to show up that way. Like very science fact, right? And like that's okay, but I don't need that to do what I do. And I don't necessarily always honor that because I think we are really intuitive beings and bringing the science into everything, I think, is just another way to suppress that part of us, that intuition. Because it's like, oh, well, the scientific article doesn't agree with it, so it must not be true. Okay. (laughs) But going back and just bringing. Yeah. Instead of supporting, being supported by what's in here, what's in your, what's your gut? Like we, like that's such an easy cliche phrase, but what is your gut telling you? It's like, no, how are you being literally drawn like you can feel this drawn yes no that's like an actual thing like your gut feeling because your brain and your gut are like 1000 percent connected and your brain the deep layers of the brain is where you're secreting that dmt with a psychedelic experience or with breath work you know the reset breath work and that's how you are able to like open up intuitive channels and tap into higher states of being So it's like we're told, no, that doesn't exist. You can't do that. You need the science paper. Well, that if you literally only rely on that, you are then inhibiting your inherent ability to like be intuitive. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, that's another whole nother story too, right? I know. I'm like stopping myself. I don't want to go too far wherever you don't desire to go (laughs) because I will go. (laughs) I know. it, And I love that about our conversations too. So, so like just full circle here, just witnessing you as a young person, as a kiddo and being in the space of your brother and your mom and giving so much to him and really, really supporting your mom. Like, yeah, that is that is full support for her, compassion for her, grace for her. And also like your learned behavior is people pleasing. Your learned behavior is I need to take care of everybody else before I take care of me. And now as you have become your own person, your own adult, that you witnessed homeopathy, you witnessed psychedelics, but now you know that breathwork tapping into that, like we can clear away that bondage of the entrapment from whether it's generational trauma, whether it's 
trauma from when you were a kiddo, whether it's a trauma from just like a year ago. Like, right? I mean, that's the beauty of this. And yeah, that's it's just, it's such a gift. It's a gift to witness. It's a gift to hold space for other people. And I know that you have had this is where I want to go with this. Like you have now this other modality within your system that you can offer to people in your community. And who are you supporting in your community? Who are your desired clientele that you want to hold space for and that you want to be of service to? Yeah, like ultimately right now in my career, it's like moms and their children because I've witnessed that like interconnection. And I've also noticed in my practice that it's hard to get like a really big shift in the child if the mom is like not on board, like healing herself. And here's why, like going back to the science, if you're more scientifically minded, like they there's there's been articles where they have noticed that there are fetal tissues from like the child in mom's brain. So it's like even after you give birth to the baby, like your child is literally like a part of you. excuse me so that's just connection from like a physical form Mm. and energetically going back to what i said earlier like what mom suppresses like child usually expresses and this isn't putting like blame on mom but it's typically i see it more transpiring with mom because you literally like created this child in your body Mm -hmm. right like dad obviously participated as well but he is not literally growing the human inside of him whereas like mom is So literally everything you do, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you speak to yourself, the music you listen to, what experience you desire to take part in, like whatever it may be, that all gets energetically imprinted on your child. And going back to what you said, like everything is energy. So to deny that that exists is just kind of (laughs) ridiculous to put it lightly. But like, yeah, everything you do affects your child so just going back to the population that i serve like autism is a really big thing pandas or pans which for those of you that don't know that it's pretty much like an underlying strep infection that causes inflammation in the brain but now there's something called pans pretty much eliminating the strep infection but they present the same way i think they just don't necessarily know what causes this but pretty much it's like erratic aggressive behavior ocd tendencies like a lot of like hitting biting spitting like just acting very aggressive and not knowing why like kids are saying they're not in control so there's that like ocd autism or sorry said that anxiety depression but what i've noticed is that there's usually a piece of mom that like she is not willing to look at and heal within herself so then like i said what mom suppresses usually gets expressed in the child so pause real quick ash because i want to give full permission to moms to not beat themselves up to not have guilt or shame about the way maybe you held your space or held your energy or how you lived your life when you were pregnant or when you were a mom raising your kiddos because honestly and my generation generations prior to me like we did the best we could with the knowledge that we had so full transparency here there's no guilt or there's no shame Because again, we all are doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we have. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that in because I like to just, I like to bring that in too. And it's all part of the human experience, right? Like no child is going to go without having an altered, you know, traumatic like experience, right? And like we know trauma is not the experience. It's how you interpret it. And how you interpret it totally depends on you, right? Right. Like 
I don't know if you want to bring this in, but like past lives and stuff like that totally influences like where you're at now and your current reality. So it's going to happen, right? And just giving, yeah, giving yourself grace and compassion. And that's why there's people like me here to help mamas heal. (laughs) Yes. So let's go back to you, your desire is to work with moms, women and go, go forward, please. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, I mean, there's a lot of underlying themes I see, but a really big one, especially with the community I work with, is a lot of like shame and guilt. Because it's like, ah, I didn't want to give my kid the antibiotic. I didn't want to vaccinate them. I didn't want to do X, Y, and Z that the doctor said, but I let them convince me of it. Now my kid has, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, diagnoses. And it's like, ah, if I just wouldn't have done that, if I would have just listened to my intuition. And like, you carry that. Like, guilt is such like a heavy low vibrating frequency and that that like stays until you actively do something to like move that out so that's what I see a lot like in the population that I serve with moms that's where breath work is really beautiful because right I can't speak to it I'm not a mom but this is just what I see like moms love their children so much that they don't even want to consider putting the time effort energy money into working on themselves because everything they have is going to their child right and I saw that I literally grew up witnessing that so at this point, like I was in my business, I'm like, how can I bring in something that can just like give mom like a quick alleviation, right? Start getting the wheels moving like in her own healing journey. And then divine timing, I was introduced to reset breath work, signed up for the facilitation, right? And so that's where I was like, wow, like I asked, the universe delivered. So that's how I bring it into my practice. I usually do homeopathy with the child and mom if they're open to it. But like I said, usually moms are fully committed to like giving everything to their child. So breath work is it's not a huge financial commitment, right? Time is, but depends how long you want to go. But you can get really quick results just like one session, right? Depends how deep you're willing to go, how much you're willing to surrender and be vulnerable. But that's how I bring it into my space and how I serve my community with it. And it's really beautiful to witness because I... So with the reset, right, you know, there's themes and I usually pick themes that are geared towards my community. So it's like tapping into clarity, like asking universe, higher power, God for clarity on like what's going on with your child. Like what's what's in their system that is still having them be more susceptible to getting sick like every month? Like why are they not talking? Like what is the block? Right. Because I believe moms know like they have this knowledge they just don't know that they know (laughs) so that's where and the thing that I like to bring into Ash that we were talking before this is that your your and I don't want to call it a tagline but that's the only thing that's coming to me is the ability for you to allow moms and women to reclaim their power and their intuition because we are so conditioned by society to listen to what other what society says to what other people say instead of innately to what our souls are telling us what our intuition is telling us yeah so that's where i'm a little bit different from a lot of other like naturopathic doctors or homeopaths because when you work with me right like i have the knowledge of homeopathy but i give you a few to like lean into so it's not just one it's usually like hey these are the three top ones that are coming up because then when I do that, that helps you activate that intuition. Like just I have them hold it, hold it, see how it feels. Or like I teach some moms muscle testing, too. So you can muscle test with your child to see if like that's an energetic fit. I have some kids that are like so freaking intuitive that they just grab it from their mom and they know which one to take. And we'll just say it's a cough. You know, they grab that. They take that. 
their coughs all better. So it's like kids are ridiculously intuitive, I feel like. But yeah, that's where it's a little bit different working with me because I encourage that and I encourage that through breath work, right? And just like supporting you along the healing journey, but I'm not responsible for you or your child's healing. You are. So I really work with moms to just reclaim that power. Yeah. Have it. It's in you. You just got to wake it up and get it moving and get it activated again. You hold such a safe and supportive space for them to like really be able to drop into themselves and to just like shut off the brain and shut off that programmed conditioning so that they can help so that they can heal so that they can help your kid their kids. Yeah, totally. And like even with, you know, a one on one breathwork session, that's an hour. Right. But like a lot of moms don't do that. Like they don't even take 15 minutes just to like sit in silence. So when you like commit to working with me, like I kind of make you do that because like that's part of the package. You have to. And I know initially there's always some resistance. I can see it. But usually after it's like, oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. Like I would not have set that time aside for myself. So like, thank you for creating that space for me. And then, yeah, once once you surrender to the breath, get those intuitive channels open. Like it's really beautiful. Some of the shares that I've had and it's like, wow, you know, wow. So it's it's really rewarding the work I do. Yeah. So full permission, mamas and women, whether your kiddos are little or they're adults, like full permission to choose you, choose you first, because like giving from an empty cup does not work. Yeah. You you have the ability to fill your own cup first. You have the gifts and you have the resources to fill your own cup first so that you can give from a a better state, a better, a, a higher, a higher vibration. We'll just bring that in here from a higher energetic state. So Ashley, this is so juicy. There are so many things. I Would you mind sharing maybe a story that you have had recently with a mom and a kiddo that you have helped together? Mm, yeah, let me think because there's quite a few. I feel like that are pretty good. Yeah, I got one. I got one. So yeah, it's a mom and child. The kid has like, he's got quite a few like diagnoses. I think it's like autism. He has really debilitating like seizures. I think cerebral palsy too. The mom actually works, I think, in like an ABA therapist or maybe she's like a coach or some sort, but she helps other moms like navigate decisions when their child has disabilities. Yeah. So she's been in the community. She's really committed to like helping and healing herself. But I did a session for her as soon as I was certified because I just knew this was something that she would really love and be open to. So I did it. And when I do sessions with her, like she verbalizes to me, like what's going on as she's breathing. And I try to tell her like, no, no, no like, just commit to the breath. Like it's fine. But no, nothing with her. Yeah, that that's how she just that's how she does it. It works for her. She goes really deep. But the really interesting thing was the last session I had with her, she was verbalizing that a bird like kept coming in to her like visual field. And then she visualized her son like flying like he took bird form he was like flying with her and his sister and he's like mom I don't need you anymore like I got it I'm good and we're at a point where she's like it's just one remedy away like I know we're one remedy away and I've been working with them for about a year now so how that all comes into play is with taking his case I decided to give a bird remedy mm-hmm. for a lot of homeopaths that would cause a lot of controversy because that's like not the way, right? Like the logical way to do homeopathy. We just gave it to him. So we're going to see what happens. But I will say up until this point, he he has seizures like way less. Um, I think it was like every day it was happening. 
And he's also on medication because he kind of needs that to function, right? Like there's a time and a place for it. But even with that, he was still seizing like every day. So it's down to the point where he's just seizing like once a week, which is like, that's a big step in the right direction. He's like, yeah, he's like sleeping a lot better. He's become more verbal too. So he used to just like squeal and like kind of just make noises. But now he's able to say like me, hungry, mom, dad. It's like, that's really beautiful to witness. But I'm fully convinced it's because like she's doing the inner work too. Oh, here, I'll bring it all back. So with her history, there's like a lot of grief. The way that her dad passed, like they were not in good standing. And I don't think like there was an apology before he had passed. I don't know who was supposed to apologize, but there was, you know, something really heavy with that. And yeah, the first session I did with her, she's like, my dad's here. She's like, oh, my God, like he's apologizing to me. Like, oh, my God, this feels so freeing. And she said, I feel very free. Going back to homeopathy, there's themes for different remedies and bird remedies encompass like freedom. Because if you think about a bird, like a domesticated bird, like it's caged. Mm -hmm. Right. Like how free is that to have your wings completely spread and just soaring through like the sky? Yeah. So there's like this big theme. So I always had the eye on like a bird remedy, but just never like executed it. And then, yeah, further along, this bird like kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. So I'm like, we have to do it. Like, let's try it. Let's do it. So I'm curious to see what unfolds. But she said she's like, the grief is gone. Like, I don't I'm not worried about it. Like, it's good. I got my apology. And usually whenever we breathe, her dad, like, comes into the space. And I'm definitely more intuitive than I was, like, a few years ago. But, like, I can feel the energy shift. And when I feel that, sure as shit, she's always like, oh, my dad's here. I'm like, yeah, I felt something. (laughs) So her dad is, like, supporting her through her healing journey. Because what I do know, he wasn't there a lot, like, when she was younger. So it's always really emotional for her because it's like, oh, like you're here, like you're loving me, you're seeing me, you're holding my hand through this. So she really loves like the reset because that's how she connects with her dad, like something she so deeply desired, but like never got. And just I'm just like talking this out loud and seeing all the connections. So her son was really connected with the dad. And this is just wild. So to my understanding, there was something with the dad. So when he took his last breaths, it was like, like choking. And so then when the kid seizes, he chokes, which is kind of odd. It's not your typical seizure, seizure presentation. Like they cannot get air in and sometimes their face will turn blue, but he literally puts his hand on his neck and is like, like I'm choking. So yeah, that's a good case for me that really demonstrates like how energetically like things are passed down. Cause what other explanation would you have for that? Right. Literally putting your hand here, like that's the signifying, like I'm choking, like visual, right? Yeah. 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 So that's probably, that's probably my favorite case currently. Oh my gosh. So many things. So just, just you leaning into listening to what was coming through for the mom while she was breathing the bird and you connecting it all and her being open to receive the bird remedy for her son and you witnessing also Ashley like you leaning into your own intuition if you don't do the work yourself your intuition isn't online if you as the as the the person holding the space as the doctor holding the space like you get to do the work so that you can be a container for other people to be of of service and hold them in a space of love and support so that they can go deep 
so that they can help themselves so that they can help their kiddos and you fully bringing full circle god i have full body goosebumps right now <laughs> full body full circle like the choking and in, in the in the throat and the dad and in the passing that way and like how much more can be released from them to even evolve even more to have like just such a beautiful life like that is such a gift that is such a gift for you to witness and to be a part of Ashley yeah that's what I said it's like super rewarding because the beautiful thing with homeopathy like I do believe you have to have a skill set like not saying I'm like super awesome but I will say like it just comes easy to me like I don't I don't have to study cases for like two three hours like I know some homeopaths do like I literally just narrow it down I feel which one feels good and I move forward with it because like worst case scenario, you just change the remedy. Like it's not a big deal. It's not like a pharmaceutical where you have to like wean off of it or anything. But yeah, it's always just kind of spoke to me and like came naturally. So I'm sure there was like some medicine woman healer in like a past life. I don't know. But yeah, I think speaking to how like you have to do the work, that was really big for me once I started my own business and just like the way... I wanted to show up and just not carrying all those wounds from like childhood because then you carry that into how you interact with your client. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And like a lot of these moms, they need you to hold a safe space. Yeah. That's because, first foremost. Yes. Because I would say for a lot of people, this is their first time spending more than an hour talking to like a health practitioner. You know, the model we have set up, it's like 15 minutes in and out. And that's it. You're not allowed to ask questions. You're not allowed to question anything. It's just, here's what we're doing. Here's your symptoms. Here's what we're doing. You know, get out. So for a lot of people, like, just listening. And that's beautiful because that's really what my job is. Like, the initial intake, I'm just listening to what you're willing to tell me. And I will prompt questions, you know, if I need more information. But it's really just letting that innately flow and just seeing where that guides the conversation. But it's so healing for a lot of people, but especially moms, to just speak their truth unapologetically and not be judged for what comes out of their mouth. It comes back to to be seen, to be heard, and to be loved. As humans, that is what we desire. Like, that is the basic core principle. So you being able to zip your mouth, mm -hmm. listen to what they have to say yeah. in a loving and supportive way. That really? is... Such a gift, such a gift. So I'm going to wrap this up because we're getting a little long and we can keep going. And I know that there's so many juicy wisdom, so much juicy wisdom and nuggets that have been shared here. But I want to come back to you, you, Ashley, I ask you a question. I ask all my um, guests on the show a question, and it is, if you could go back to a younger Ashley, what age and why? And or maybe you could, what would you tell yourself? Okay, so I just went right back to six because that was the last year. Oh, my God, emotional. That was with my grandpa. It's raw and radiant for a reason. Yeah. I felt so loved by, like, another human. Oh, I tell myself I moved past this. <laughs> then it sneaks up. Yeah, I would go back to six. Yeah, because, I mean, I was... That was everything to him. And like, I felt that. And just going back to what you said, like humans just want to be like seen, heard, understood, and loved. 
And I can say like that is probably one of the only individuals I have experienced in this life that has like fulfilled all those boxes for me. Mm-hmm. What would you tell your six-year-old self from your 32-year-old self? Oh boy. Just do just do what the fuck you want. Because I feel like a lot a lot of my childhood, just like reflecting back and doing all the inner healing work was like you know, don't do this, don't do that. You can't cry if you're sad. Like there was so much like telling me act when to act, Mm -hmm. right? I don't blame my mom. That's just the role of a parent, right? Like you want your child to develop into the best that they can. Yeah. But I think that plays a role in like why I'm so rebellious now because it's like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Tell me what to do. I'm going to do the exact opposite. Yeah. And that's like, I feel myself like literally getting lit up even talking about that because that's so strong for me. Like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to wear makeup out of the house if I want to. I'm going to wear short shorts if I want to because that's my authentic expression of myself. So don't you dare try to dim that. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I would tell myself. Do whatever you want. Don't like light be dimmed. Yeah. Shine your light. Shine your light, little girl. I love it. Yeah. Seeing her and witnessing her and seeing you and witnessing you. And thank you for being raw with your emotions and sharing your reflection of your human experience so far. Yeah. And um, thank you for being support to the mamas out there. As a mom myself, we're all doing the best that we can with grace. So allow yourself some compassion. So with this, I am so grateful and so honored that you have join me on this journey and we came into each other's space because there's something magical that we are here to do together I'm completely convinced like our souls there's our something something we're gonna just gonna keep keep exploring it but what I would like to offer to my community my guests if there's moms out there if there's moms that maybe are grandmas that have their grandchild or their child that they could support and guide you towards how can somebody get a hold of you what courses do you offer what would you like to bring in this space that you can share your wisdom and your knowledge and your beauty with yeah so the best way to stay up to date on everything i'm doing is just through instagram right now i really like that platform i don't know if you want to include it in the show notes because there's punctuations and stuff but it's pretty much just doc period d underscore homeopathy so doc d homeopathy on instagram or you can check out my website it's just evolvehomeopathy.com so e-v-o-l-v-e and then homeopathy.com send me an email ashley at evolvehomeopathy.com and it's in the works of course i don't know exactly what it looks like but i'm giving myself a timeline maybe august september ish i really want to recreate something to help moms just reclaim that power reclaim that intuition step back into this innate knowledge that they have that's been suppressed year after year after year so i don't know what that necessarily looks like but breathwork of course will be involved and i feel like just some like coaching with the subconscious and how to how to move through all the programs that we have been implemented into our subconscious mind from a very young age that influence our our current reality and our adulthood. So mamas can work with you now, can't they? Yeah, moms can work with me now. Yeah, I'm accepting new clients. You can just go ahead, send me an email at Ashley at Evolve Homeopathy. Or if you go to my website, I offer a complimentary 15 minute like call where I would just go through like my process, what it would look like to work with me, the financial commitment, and then just make sure it's a good energetic match for both of us. And then we would move forward. 
Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that so much. And thank you for being in this space. Thank you for doing all that you do. Thank you for evolving yourself. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back to talk about energetics. We'll be back to talk more about breath work. But um, I am so deeply grateful and honored to have you here. And all Ashley's contact information will be in the show notes. And thank you all for listening and joining us. So until next time, thank you for having me. Raw and Radiant is edited and produced by Media Unscripted, your one-stop shop for all things podcast production, management, and growth. You can find out more about them at mediaunscripted.com, especially for those of you looking to start, launch, or grow your own show. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.